Today's episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Brooklet Games. Go to patreon.com backslash Brooklet Games for beautifully crafted content that provokes creative problem-solving and dramatic scenarios. Brooklyngames.com, find zines and more. Patreon.com backslash Brooklet Games. Welcome to Wildbees and Wizards. This is your host, Light the Light Finger Thief. And here I'm joined by Logar the Barbarian. Hello, I am Logar the Barbarian. So, Logar, we've uh, made it through Halloween and survived, but I sense that there's still great undead evil afoot here. Yeah, yeah, I had a, I had a harrowing experience yesterday. What was that? I, w- I was down here trying to edit the podcast. I was scared I wasn't going to get the episode up. <laughs> the, last, the light started flickering, and, and, and my son came down and told me there's something going on. I went up back, and it was like the 4th of July on the power lines. They were flying everywhere and just sparking and crazy. And then there's this huge explosion, and like the power lines flew off, and they were laying in the street. And we didn't have any power pitch black <laughs> well it wasn't pitch black because it was the daytime but there were quite a bit it was a lot uh a lot less bright inside than normal and a lot of shadows where scary horrifying things could hide in when i came back down to the basement of course i couldn't use a computer but nothing but shadows shadows everywhere so out of the shadows dragon magazine 162 <laughs> by ta- this uh, this article is is by tom moldvay Oh, classic. It's called Out of the Shadows, and, and it's about shadows. And I I, I want to point out something very interesting here, because this is 1990. Second edition had first, you know, had, hadn't been out that long. And this is for a second edition. This makes me want to run a second edition campaign really bad. <laughs> so I'm going to scroll down here where he talks about uh, the home set. Yep. And he refers to it as the third edition of Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> well, I I guess it was, you know, before BX was formalized, is that it? Well, well it was I, I believe it was like so there's so what you got to look at is you have the original box. You got AD&D which which started coming out later, but you also have Holmes and Molvey which were going on simultaneously. So I think he's counting those as the actual editions that they were put out in. And not as we ended up labeling them, because the labels of editions follow the AD&D line and not the basic line when we talk about that at the fifth edition. So there's a lot of other editions out there that's even like, like it's than what is currently called like one through five, five or six yeah. or whatever. You know so what? You we, we, should, we should have an episode to talk about that. You know, I have. I talked, you know, I talked to uh, uh, Todd from Gateway. I'm tr- I would I would like to have him on to talk about that because it gets... They talk about it in the Designers and Dragons. Yep, the the, the book. And it is it is a convoluted thing. I'll just say that. <laughs> but anyways, the shadows are, uh, you may be familiar with shadows from playing Dungeons and Dragons. And they're kind of, you know, monsters you can fight. You fight the shadows. And they give you some undead creatures here or some shadow type things that you can use that are interesting and a little bit different, and I like them. It, it, it's not the kind of undead that I'm normally using in-game. So I think I'm going to use what I've found in here in-game. Are you going to go back to the classic Greek shadow from Greek mythology? or are you The gonna... Skotos. 
That's the Skoda. I think I'm going to use all of them at different times because there's some interesting ones here. Let's talk about the Skodos. It drinks blood. It is, and, and like they said, it 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 would they they reference what's her Edith Hamilton's uh, mythology book that's so popular. I'm not familiar with that one. It, it is. Uh, it, she, she, it's a pretty. Uh, it's the book that they reference in here. Greek mythology. I I, I don't see where. The... It says Edith Hamilton in mythology was the name of the book. Yeah, then that's... talking about Homer's, you know, classic Iliad. You can probably find if you walk up to half price books or something like that and look in a mythology section. Ninety percent of the time, you're gonna find that book. It's like the mythology G book that pops up at every bookstore and library. It's it's had a lot of printings and stuff. Now these things drink blood. A lot of the the articles we've looked at in issue one sixty two here are about vampires. So this is not necessarily vampires, but it's still keeping in like a theme here of the undead and blood drinking and everything else. So the Skotos are spirits uh, or like the undead that come from the underworld, uh, from the River Styx or something along those lines, and bring right. out here to our world. And so they've escaped the, the netherworld. Mm-hmm. And it looks like they roam around in groups or packs. Yeah, you get a whole pack. And it, like they're big packs too, is some of this. Here's the thing they this is a nasty, nasty thing to run into. You're talking about in dungeons, one to 10 of number appearing. So 1d10 and in wilderness, three to 30. So it'll be like 3d10 of these Skodos appearing. I mean, that, that's a lot. That would overwhelm your party, you know. It could, unless you roll a bunch of wands. <laughs> True, <laughs> but only... it's a, what, five-hit dice monster? Yeah. Armor class is four, and if you know your 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 AD&D, like, like that's pretty rough. You're going to have, depending, well, depend, you're, you're going to have to do the faculty, depending on which our two-hit armor class zero is, you know, you're going to have to roll start rolling like 16 or higher if it's like zero in order to hit it. So it's a hard to hit. Like your, your base in that armor class starts off in translation to modern D and D that armor class starts off at 16, um, possibly 17, depending what edition and what you're playing. Yeah. But uh, the thing is it has special hit point increasing whenever it succeeds in attack and drains your blood. Yeah. So when they drain your blood, not only is it a was did we say it was a four or five hit point monster? It was five hit points, so it can go up to forty hit points. <laughs> so you got five hit point monster. It takes like sixteen, seventeen. Well, as you go up, your Thaco increases, so it could be less to hit if you're a higher level. So you definitely want a higher level campaign for group for this. They're hard to hit. They have five hit dice. They come in large numbers, and as they drain blood, they heal back the amount of damage they're dealing this is a nasty creature to run into especially if you're running into that many i can see it doing a total party kill easy well sure i think that there's any more than like say seven or eight of them if it gets with a 10 or 30 your party's dead yeah <laughs> there's no way they're gonna do, there's no way <laughs> well here's the thing about combat is that everybody most of the time you can only kind of attack one creature at a time and a five hit point creature you're gonna have to be doing a lot of damage to kill and so it'll probably take quite a few rounds to hit it. The more creatures there are, the more they can get off on y'all. You know what I'm saying? So you can get overwhelmed and screwed up real quick by numbers. Being able to take, it's easier to, it's it's difficult to take on large groups of one hit dice creatures because they can get off a lot of rounds on you while you're trying to fend them off just because you're limited to how many you can kill at once. But right. a creature this powerful wow that's that's a uh that's a big deal that's like that's like 
that's like as they, they like the, like something you hold off like that's yeah that's not something that you just run into as a random encounter you're gonna want to hold this off this is a big thing <laughs> yeah because uh you know if you have a party of let's say four or five characters at level let's say level three level four five of these things would probably ruin their day quite easily 10 of them yeah. TPK. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely, definitely yeah, you could, TPK. You definitely face a total party kill with these things. So let's talk about this next one here. I can't even pronounce this one because it's like... Didn't they tell us how to pronounce it in here? Slua or it's, something it's, like it's, that? It's pronounced Slua because it's Scottish Highlands. S-L-U-A-G-H? Yeah, it's Gaelic. So they're like... They're like little undead. Like I guess they're the soul. Like like they 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 are undead. Like elves that have betrayed someone or their people or something like that. That come back as little uh, shadowy well, pixies. Little sh- shadow fairy pixies that yeah. come in through the uh, the fog and the, and, the, and the gloom. Yeah, they come back as these shadow pixies. They have bows and arrows, and they do a. Their little arrows are poisonous, and you'll die in like like one to three turns or something if you don't make your save. But if you make your save. The poison does nothing to you after that. But they also come with like armies of zombies around them. And they're like, they say, it says that these undead pixie like sluas are like uh, constantly warring and battling. If they're not trying to attack and battle and destroy humans, then they're doing it amongst each other. And what happens is while you're fighting, the people they kill become this horde of zombies that follow. So you got to deal with all these zombies that come with them as well. So they can sit there and be making with their bows and arrows, be making more and more little nasty undead. Well, <laughs> it looks like they can show up anywhere from 10 to a hundred. I mean, these will also wreck your day as well too, even though only like what two hit dice. Yeah. It's, I think this might be at a point in time where, um, this may be at a point in time where we were starting where advanced Dungeons and Dragons and advanced Dungeons and Dragons second edition was getting into the power gaming stuff. Cause these are some powerful, nasty creatures, but a lot of these things can be turned, gotten rid of by turn undead. Um, let's see. Is there a turn save yes, for this one? There was turn saves for all these. So two hit dice. And they were, and was, yeah, and they're not the most horrible turn saves. So your first thing is, when dealing with any of these nasties in here, you want a cleric, and you want a cleric to be turning the undead successfully, because <laughs> it's not as hard to turn these things as it is to fight them. Right. But what, what I find amusing is they have the uh, animate dead spell, so if your character gets slain in battle, yep. your character gets turned into a zombie. zombie. Yeah, Serving... Yes. Serving the slua. <laughs> you become one of the whores, and that's what they're doing, is they're, they're using their little bows and arrows, shooting them at people. Failure savings, throw versus poison, you die, and it resurrects you as a zombie to go wage its battle, almost like the general of the zombies. I mean, this is getting into more of like large squad army type of combat, because it's saying that it could be that the Swah are led by like a Wraith lieutenant for every mm-hmm. 20 of them. And then every 40 of them, there could be a, a vampire captain. And then if there's 80 of them, there could be a lich. I mean, this is getting into like you know, mass yeah. combat. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm assuming some of this stuff might even have been, had battle system in mind. Was battle system out at that time? I'm sure it was. Uh, I don't remember. I, I never used battle system. Let's see. Battle system. Let's see what year battle system, because I'm pretty sure that this is what the, some of this may. So, yeah, battle system first came out in 85. Definitely, definitely can use this in battle system. That's the thing. Now, the next one is a little, a lot different than any other kind of undead I've ever seen, and that's the ghost stone. Yeah, I can't say I'm familiar with this one at all. 
So the ghost stone does is 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 it's a haunted stone essentially, and since these are shadows, what it does is the the it gets possessed, the stone gets possessed, and if your shadow touches the stone, you are bound to it. You can't move more than ten feet away from it. The one thing I missed in this that I have I I couldn't find is if you're fi- if you're against a stone, because the damage attack does one to twenty, right? But but how is it doing that? Is it just like bouncing up, knocking you as a stone, or is I like guess yeah, shadow uh, coming? Like how is? I don't get that. It's shooting, shooting, shooting a slingshot at you. <laughs> if the shadow of a character falls on a ghost stone, that person is trapped. The individual can still fight and cast spells, but is unable to move more than ten feet away from the stone. The ghost stone uses the shadowy connection to the drain. To drain the victim's blood, doing oh there we go I I did miss it oh that's the damage it's a drain it's a shadow sh- shadow drain so it drains your blood doing one to twenty hit point damage per round automatically so one d twenty worth of damage that's a unique thing that's a lot <laughs> yeah and you're getting your blood drained and sucked out so it's kind of all of these kind of go on it's very similar to the vampire theme. That we've talked about on some of the other episodes we recorded with 162 kind of seems that that halloween of 1990 was then dragon mag was vampire halloween <laughs> so my question for you as a dungeon master if you were having the ghost stone as an encounter of a creature mm-hmm. how would you track where the player's shadow was at relative to the ghost stone so here's the thing it, what it says is that if they have a way of knowing there's like a check Otherwise, you just kind of find out you're trapped. So my assumption is, you know, I'm just going to say, hey, guess what? You didn't, there was no way for you to know or check, you're trapped. Or if they had a way of knowing and they failed their check, then they failed it. Now, it also talks about the way to, to defeat it is to know its name and tell it to leave the stone. So if you're going to bring in the ghost stone, I would say as a dungeon master, forming this encounter and this whole thing that was going to try to drain you of life, I'm going to want to try to give some kind of key or clue to how to defeat it. It could be something in the room, in a dungeon or something like that. Also, dropping somewhere a name of the spirit that may be haunting the ghost stone as a part of the setting, the scene, like, oh, if there's a mansion above the dungeon and there's pictures and you see the people and you know that there's certain families and you know so there's like a mausoleum yes i would want to or yeah that's a good thing you could also be in a dungeon there's there's mausoleums a lot of time in dungeons coffins things like that so i would kind of want to do that to at least give them something to work with how much you tell them what a ghost stone is since they're not common i don't know like how do you get that information to the player to be able to know to talk directly to the spirit possessing the stone um well maybe I, the uh cleric could do some type of knowledge check of some sort maybe uh, i would that that could be i don't like that as much as like i would rather while we're exploring like whatever leads into there maybe drop a few clues and books and stuff that they can read and then uh, in that way it's a few adventures later they'd have to remember what was said in a previous adventure to be able to get out of it i kind of like that approach that would be the preferred approach for me to set up the monster don't know if i'd have the chance to do that or not <laughs> so just pulling yeah. it out that week it's a better monster to plan ahead for 
and plot ahead for and drop clues out before they reach that encounter. That way they can reach into their whatever happened in previous adventures and be able to get out of it. So that's my suggestion in running the ghost stone. Well, that's assuming that people are, your players are going are, are to remember, <laughs> remember later on. <laughs> well, you know, give them the chance. Uh, give them the chance. That's true. That's about all we have time for today. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Facebook, search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter and TikTok now, too, at Logar Hale Crom. We're on Patreon. Could you use the support? Patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling. Roll them lucky, even if they're haunted.